0: So I was telling her, I said, you know, I think, I feel like Cody, and this is literally me assuming this about you, Mm -hmm. but the fact that you now don't have a creative outlet where you're creating something, which you were doing on the daily before, I feel like you are in need of another creative outlet again. Is that safe to say? Because I feel like that's, oh my God, you've got a soundboard. It's I don't know if I hate or love that you have that. We're going to find out. I'm Jonathan Martin, by the way. You're Cody Goff.
1: I am. That is who we are. You
0: haven't been on a podcast now for three months. I have not been on a podcast for like three years. Has it been longer than three months now? When was your March? Was that your last episode of
1: the last the last episode of Curiosity Daily that I hosted aired in March? But I have not recorded it. Uh, an episode of it since January but I've since been on a couple shows look it doesn't matter hey listen here, let me do, let me. can I first say who, what we're doing today yes. that, I got a preview this is a good podcast intro previews the episode we are gonna we're not a good podcast intro we are the basically the first five minutes will be disclaiming that you shouldn't be listening to this if you've never heard our show before just like a good podcast episode just like a good podcast episode uh, and telling you if you're coming and then if you're coming back like catching up a little bit on where we went the last three years then we look. The, the show is called Game Life Balance U.S., so I thought we would bring back some of the thematic elements of that by talking about how we're balancing games in life, about b- b- you know being grown up, grown up, gamers trying to get sleep, which I think you do better than me, and then uh, a little bit of like what we're playing right now because it is a video game podcast technically, and then uh, we will preview the fact that we'll probably not do this again for another four years, but we will definitely promise to do it at least once in the next month. <laughs> If not twice.
0: Oh, there'll be lots of promises. And
1: fall <laughs> short of that. I promise you, this will not be uh, your typical episode. But what's interesting to no one but me is, like, we're, we're doing, we're recording the video of this. I don't even know what I'm going to do for the final edit for the audio version. So, like... We have this produced intro that we've run right where I'm like, "Welcome to Game Life Balance west, blah blah blah." And you're like, "Oh, I'm, I'm going to be the meat in your Jonathan uh, sandwich." And then like, I don't know if I'm going to use that. So, either the listener now has just heard the intro followed by me repeating and describing the intro, or they will just hear us vaguely describing an intro that we haven't used in 3 years. Either way, I need to make very clear to anyone consuming this that this is not going to be a good podcast episode. It is just Jonathan and uh, John and I catching up essentially. And kind of catching up anyone who still is following this show on their favorite podcatcher, whether that's Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Play music Google Play music doesn't even exist anymore. That's in our intro. That's why I'm probably not going to use it.
0: What about Art? wait, there's gotta be some other Arduro, um a bit bit torrent, bit hang on. Are we on all the pirate sites? Are we on the pirate site? The Pirates Bay.
1: There's like a full um, one second delay in the drum, in the drum hit when I click it. Fantastic. Like that's literally like a full se- If you're going for comedic timing, why even have a soundboard item that, that has, that is comedically, it doesn't matter.
0: Soundboard's a terrible idea. I stand by that.
1: But look, uh, if you are, cause like John, like we had a, had a big audience in my last show, right? I, did, uh, I hosted and produced Curiosity Daily for Discovery for 4 years. You're if kind of a big you, you're kind of a big deal. You you won an award. You won an award. Two awards. You I won have two the
0: two awards.
1: 2018 podcast award for best science and medicine podcast and the 2020 award for best educational podcast from the People's Choice Podcast Awards.
0: And look at what you've done. That company is now merged with Warner, and so many things that you are directly responsible for. They're taking over the streaming services of HBO Max. You are responsible for the merger between Discovery and HBO. How do you feel about that?
1: Well, that's why I'm wearing the purple, and I've got the purple backdrop. And I just okay. figured I'd wear the brand colors. It. It, yeah, it is it, it is a shame and kind of ironic. This podcast, is act, the one we're doing right now, is actually brought to you by Netflix and Disney Plus, the two best streaming services. You
0: should be proud of the value that you created for the shareholders. You should be proud of that value. You look proud. Hey, to, to be <laughs> fair, you put on a hell of a show. So for those of you, <laughs> Cody Cody has just kind of tooted his own horn as, as an outsider who was not Cody talking about his show, I will tell you, he and his co-host Ashley did put on th- over three years worth of a daily science podcast that I don't think I've ever seen somebody work as hard as you worked on that show in terms of creating everything for it, doing all of the editing. It was crazy, the amount of work that you put into that show. So you deserve to be commended for that because it was an insane amount of work um, and now he's stuck with me. So that's that's also <laughs> an unfortunate problem that he's that he's got now. But it was a hell of a show.
1: I appreciate there's a lot of nice things you said very uncharacteristic. Uh, I hope you don't make a habit of it in this uh, program. Uh, but I do appreciate it. What I would like to say is if you were a listener of that show and you like, you, you like Googled Cody Goff, you're like, maybe I'll follow this other podcast in case it ever comes back. And now you're hearing it. Uh, this is not going to be that. Uh,
0: you shouldn't follow that other podcast. Quali-
1: yeah. It, it's, it's frankly, it's kind of, yeah, it's, it's, like, uh, it's like, yeah, yeah. But there's yeah, whatever. Uh, you know, I, what's funny is I actually do another podcast. I have been doing another podcast for like two years with my friend Brian. Uh, I just never talk about it. I literally never talk about it. I, we record every Monday now. It's called Realities May Vary. I never talk about it. I never talk about it because like he'll talk about a political story and then I get really angry and then I just start screaming about how bad I hate health care and, uh, and just how terrible this country is. And then I get like really mad. And then like every listener is just like, I can't handle this. Like I'm I'm. I'm unbearable on that show. And that's coming from me on this show.
0: Is that a politics and news podcast? Is
1: that like what that is? No, it's like a lifestyle podcast, but we usually talk about what beers we're drinking. But Brian gets really heated about things like people, like anti faxers and stuff like that. So he'll like make some comments and then I get really mad and I somehow insulin comes up every time. And then it's like, oh God, here we go again. It's bad. Uh, so basically what I'm saying is everything I've been associated with other than the one show John just mentioned, is somehow poisoned with the with uh, with Cody poison. Well, hey, we TM. just
0: we just had that uh, that insulin amendment stripped from that awesome bill that just got signed. Promises <laughs> made, promises kept. Just like our podcast, we said we'd record another episode. Promises made, promises kept. This is Joe Biden's America. That is where we're at yep. now.
1: There you go. Well, hey, uh, it's still going to be uh, fun. So why haven't we done a show in three years? So, I think I will be honest,
0: I think it's more on you than it is on me. <laughs> and frankly, I think it's just kind of because your whole life and job was making a podcast every day. And the idea of having to then do this with me, which is already not that much fun, on top of a job where you're already making a podcast, probably made this sound even less fun than it already is. So my guess is, that was kind of my guess as to why we've been on hiatus for as long as we have.
1: Could be part of it, but I also, do Also, wait, love... you had a
0: kid. You had a kid in between the last episode that we did of this and today.
1: I actually, I actually got my wife pregnant and moved out of the city of Chicago into the suburbs and bought a house and had a kid and then got my wife pregnant again so we're expecting another kid. Between the last episode and this episode. So there's a fair amount that was, that was meant. you had had both of your kids, I believe, because your youngest is over three years old, right? He's like five.
0: Henry was ve- youngest is, youngest is Henry. He just turned four, four. In, okay. in June. And so the last time that we recorded, he was still pretty little.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he existed like he out uteral at, at ex utero. Is that what that would be? Sure. Deus ex utero. Post utero. After the uterus. Okay does that mean when he was born he just like resolved the plot
0: i don't think it's post utero either in fact i said that i said that actually as a joke but it could easily it could easily have been said with confidence and just been wrong as well right it's not yeah perfect it doesn't matter what it is he was out of utero he was out of utero at the last time that we recorded. So yeah. I have my two kids. I've got an eight-year-old and a four-year-old. You have a an almost two-year-old who I think is the size of my four-year-old, like legitimately. And I'm not even kidding you. I just got Henry Wade because he just had his four-year.
1: I mean, my kid's over, th- I think he's like 32.
0: So Henry's 38 pounds. My <laughs> child, my child who is two and a half years older than Cody's first child. Mm-hmm. Almost is six pounds heavier. Six pounds heavier. Your child <laughs> is enormous. He is massive, and he is going to be a massive young lad. Yep, he is.
1: Yeah, he can already
0: beat me up. It's That's a lot. crazy. That's crazy. It's a lot.
1: Well, I so in addition to my like podcasting more, you pinged me
0: out of what felt like to me, nowhere. You're like, Hey, we're going to do a podcast in three weeks. And I was like, okay, I'm down.
1: Is that what I said? Is that how this went down?
0: Well, I, you, there were some more expletives, which if we're still a family for any podcast, I can't say that. Uh, But you approached me with some expletives and you said, Hey, we're going to record in a week. And then very much on brand with the way our podcast has always gone. You said, actually, we're going to need to delay that a couple of weeks because of Gen Con and some other things. And I was like, Oh, that's right, of course. We need to immediately delay the plan we had to make a podcast <laughs> because there's other things that have come up in the 15 minutes between you telling me that we're going to do a podcast next week and you delaying the podcast next week. So that's how, that's how that conversation started, actually.
1: You know, the more things change, the more they stay the same.
0: It's true. It's true. The- oh, and then, and then you sent me the outline today. And I the, uh, leading up to this point, I was like... This I'm excited for this. It's probably just going to be kind of a, a general, you know, shooting the shit kind of thing for our first episode back. Like we haven't not really talking about anything specifically, just like, hey, we're considering doing this again. We're probably going to come back. But you're like, no, I'm going to set this up structured like we did with our previous podcasts. And then you and I sat down and spent 25 minutes troubleshooting sound problems, which just really took me back. To everything that we have done, the true legacy of Game Life Balance, a video game podcast, US. You're based in the U.S. You—that's Game Life Balance U.S.
1: That's the name uh, of our show. Do you remember the name of our show?
0: I don't. That's why I just fumbled
1: it. Obviously. Wow. Wow. You are clearly unqualified to host this show.
0: You're actually lucky I didn't say that. I, You're lucky <laughs> I <didn't> say
1: that. <laughs> am I. We should. This is. We have gone. Like I think actually. What has been interesting, at least in the last couple of years, is I have gamed much less. Like, my video gaming habits are kind of dying, and mm. you have not gone that way. You have maintained, right? Well, I would say you're probably right,
0: yes. And I I think part of that could be that you just moved into a house, for like a house you own for the first time, right? Whereas Mm -hmm. I had lived in a house 10 years ago. So I was already kind of used to the cadence of having both work plus family plus house to take care of plus video games if Mm -hmm. I wanted to do them. And you did not have that added responsibility of taking care of house and now you do. And you guys are like, you guys are doing a lot to your house you guys bought your house but then you guys are constantly doing updates and things to your house a lot of which you are driving yourself which there's we've talked we've talked about this a lot previously on this show like the trying to work in our hobbies with the other like life stuff that we do the adulting that we do there's just not enough time for everything and uh oh yeah we had a pandemic since the last time we recorded as well that was a thing i guess Um, but you are now taking care of a house too and trying to like drive that and then doing that on top of a job, on top of taking care of a kid, now soon to be two kids plus a marriage, like something gives in that equation. And for you, it was video games. For me, it's sleep. That's just kind of how that works.
1: (laughs) How much, how much sleep do you get a night?
0: Six, if I'm lucky, six hours, if I'm lucky, I try to keep a pretty strict, like 10 o'clock bedtime four. That's uh,
1: four. Yeah. So yeah, let's uh let's talk about. And I guess I'll agree with you because like your house is a newer construction, like new and shiny and wonderful. My house was built in 1939 and it's been frankenstein a little bit. And uh, doesn't it's not that it needs a lot of work, but there's a lot of old touches, different touches, stuff that like you wouldn't do in a house today. Like I had to knock out a wall from the kitchen to open up the space. You know, hashtag white people renovating houses. That's me. And, uh, yeah, some other minor, uh, well, let's just say there wasn't a whole lot of TLC in some parts of the house from the previous owners windows in the bedroom, master bedroom were not framed out. There's just like windows just flush against the wall. Like, what did you do? Why you don't, weird. who doesn't frame a window? And then there was like a doorway that needed a door. So I installed the sliding door. just minor stuff, right? I'm not like framing and putting up drywall and adding rooms, but, I'm um, you know, there's a fair amount of stuff. Uh, and the landscaping. Oh, my God. Dude, I have so many big mulch beds. It's just, like, a lot. It's great, but... It is a lot. Yeah. So you think that a lot of changes happen at once. And then that's, like... So I'm, like, okay. So then then I get, you know... It's hard to adapt to all that quickly. And so the games kind of fall by the wayside. You know, the other part of it was I just was obsessed with Final Fantasy 14 I'm wearing a, Moog, a faded Moogle uh, Postal Service shirt. I just, like... The longer I played Final Fantasy XIV pretty much, like, religiously, the the harder it got to play or want to play other or, like, new games. And what I what I see you doing on Steam is you're always playing a new game. Like, you've got a different... You've just got all these games in rotation, right? You, you haven't really, like, set into a groove with a particular game. I'm sure you have, like, some of the favorites that you'll return to or, like, play a lot over time. But, like, you had Dead Cells and then there's some... First person shooter with dwarves or something that you play, and I know you play Borderlands, and you still play Risk of Rain Two with our friends, which I am jealous. I want to play more with you guys. So, uh, yeah, you just you just never slowed down. You just always like picking up new stuff.
0: I think the landscape of video games, and it looks like we're, we're actually jumping right into video games now, which is impressive for us. That was actually a shorter intro.
1: No, this is balancing act. This oh, is we're still balanced, balanced. Because we have segments. I don't know if you knew this.
0: I forgot. I forgot. We haven't gone full gamer yet. Uh, no, I totally forgot we had segments. And you even spent the time doing this amazing outline. It's, folks, if you could see it, it is detailed. It's six lines long. There's plenty of cursing, actually. There's there's actually zero specifics. There's zero specifics of anything on here. It's actually perfect. It's perfect for what we do. Um, no, the landscape, balancing act. The landscape of video games <laughs> has changed dramatically from like just three years ago. It is crazy how how different the, how how video games come to us looks and. A big portion of that is Xbox kind of blowing out their Game Pass f- thing, which has since c- created Sony to have like their own version of a Game Pass thing with their PlayStation Plus. They've now got like PlayStation Plus Supreme or something like that that they're offering, which is a similar idea. But basically, just the idea is like a subscription service, and then every couple of weeks they add games to it that you have for a set amount of time, they have them licensed from the developer. If it's a Microsoft developer, it's generally permanent. But if it's a third party developer, they'll generally license it for you know up to a year at a time, maybe a little bit longer, and they just come on rotation. And so if you're subscribed to this service, you're just constantly getting new video games that are worth checking out a lot of the time. Um, most of the time they'll upload between two and four games at a time, and there's, there's always at least one that is worth downloading and playing. So I find myself very frequently just kind of like perusing what's new on Game Pass, finding a game on there, downloading it, and just messing around with it. In fact, Hades came to Game Pass, which I had put down a long time ago. And this will get into what you've been playing a little bit too recently. But uh, Hades came to Game Pass um decent, decent while ago. Uh, but I was just browsing through Game Pass looking for something to play. I hadn't picked up Hades in probably two years since it came out, right? And I saw it and I was like, man, that game was so fun. Is so fun. I'm just going to download it on Game Pass. I had it uninstalled and everything else. I'm just going to download it on Game Pass. I'm just going to play through it again a little bit. I can get a- Xbox achievements that way, right? And I can just mm. kind of screw around with that and and check it out. I am not an achievement chaser, but there is a little hit of dopamine you get every time a little achievement pops up. Fun stuff. So I downloaded that again and suddenly I'm like 35 runs into a save of Hades, like legitimately as of over like the course of the past two months, I've had 35 runs of Hades and it's just, it, it's, it's, again, it's just like a, a random offering that they had on there on Game Pass at one point. I have no idea how long it's going to last. One of the disadvantages is eventually they're going to lose that license that game will no longer be playable. They then give you the option to buy it, of course, and then you would always have the license to it. But that that ephemeral quality of games on Game Pass is is, in my opinion, one of the advantages. Um, because a lot of times if you're somebody if you're trying to play different games and check out different things, it it almost forces you to do that. By saying okay, like you have this limited time to check this out. This is only going to be around, and we'll tell you that this is only going to be around until like you know September first. So you've got three more weeks to play this game. Get out of it what you want out of it, and then you're going to have to change to something else. And then if there is something that you just absolutely fall in love with, you can always just pay for it. So yeah, it's been a great service. I I I can't like say enough about how valuable of a service it has been for me to play a bunch of new games or games I would not have otherwise played because a lot of times it's like $30, 40 games that get put on there and that's like a price point where I'm not looking to buy new games usually because I have so many games to play right. that like that's just I'm not going to go drop $40 on a new game. I'm just not. So the fact that I can have a $15 a month subscription and just download it when it pops up there. Awesome. I'm in. So yeah, I've been playing Hades a bunch just recently. I've been playing a lot of other stuff, but you have also been playing Hades again for some reason. And we came back to Hades without ever talking about it with each other.
1: That is weird. And well, again, I don't have the Game Pass thing, uh, any Game Passes, because I don't have an Xbox, anything. Or well, But you can do the Microsoft thing on your computer, right?
0: I only have the PC. Game Pass. I only have the one for PC. It's only ten bucks a month. That way,
1: that's really rad. It's really cheap. yeah. I, see, I should try that. Well, there's a little bit to unpack there. First, th- there is a movie a video subscription service that does something similar to Game Pass. I think it's called Mubi. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember. It's advertised on uh, some of Wisecrack's podcasts, but there Mubi? there is a thing where I think it's called Mubi.
0: It sounds like a dirty word for that, like a nine
1: year old would have for a female body part. It does. Like, there's a half, it's like it's a full set. Like, I'm going to click it here. I'm going to say when I click it and click. That was like a full second. It's too long. How are you supposed to do comedic timing with that? It doesn't matter. I've heard it advertised. I don't remember the name of it. It is definitely dirty... Yeah, but they, their whole shtick is that they they only have like it's kind of like a movie theater, right? There are only like seven or eight movies you can stream at a time, and then like after a week or after two weeks, it like cycles out, right? So you don't you're not overwhelmed. You're not sitting there like you know like you, with uh, Netflix, you sit there and you just scroll for two hours, and you're like, I could have watched a movie in that time, sure. but instead I just read descriptions. Very strange. So. That's a there's a, a, a movie, a, a video, like a whatever streaming service. Now, are they just
0: like constantly airing, or do you get to choose like to start and stop the movie? Yeah, or is it you just like to, you're yeah. gonna tune in?
1: No, it's not like a TV okay. station, that'd be archaic. What look, I know I mean, we have record...
0: basically be cable, that would basically <laughs> look, be cable at that point.
1: We, we last recorded in 2019, not 1819.
0: We, we last recorded in 1819? No, no,
1: Seems we like did a long we, time ago. No, we, we didn't, it's what I'm saying.
0: We didn't not record.
1: No, we did look the last in 18, time we
0: recorded nineteen.
1: All right. So the last time we recorded was in 2019, the year of our Lord Ought 2019. Two thousand and nineteen. Not and not we did not record. We did not last record in the year of our Lord 1819, eighteen nineteen, one thousand eight hundred and one hundred and nine after death of Jesus Christ superstar.
0: That was legitimately before the pandemic, which is so weird to think about. Super, super weird to think about. Anyway, tell me about Hades. Tell me about you coming back to Hades.
1: No, I'm not done talking about streaming services. Tell me about streaming. <laughs> tell me about movie. <laughs> your big movies. Don't, tell don't me about your if, big movies. I don't know if it exists. This podcast is sponsored by Disney Plus and Netflix, <laughs> the only two streaming services on the internet. Strangely, no, no, there's
0: Discovery so, Plus as well.
1: I've never HBO heard of that. Max. Literally, never heard of those. Uh, so. I have been traveling too much lately. Way too, just flying places, weddings, Gen Con's, business trips. And I'm on a flight at one point, and uh, I actually kind of want to dedicate the whole next episode we do to this, assuming we record at some point this fall. But I want to talk about the difference in replaying games, because, John, I don't know if you know this, but of the first... So basically, I have, like... Almost every Final Fantasy game that I've played, I've replayed almost all of them. But I did not replay 12 because it was terrible. I did not replay 10 because it's too long and I would just play Blitzball. And I had never replayed Final Fantasy 9, which is your one of your favorites, right?
0: Yeah, I'm going to disregard the blasphemy you just kind of spouted out there about 12 and 10. But yeah. 12
1: is so bad. It's so bad.
0: I'm going to disregard that. But anyway, okay. 9 nine is, t- 9 is awesome. 9 is 10- awesome.
1: Tense. Yeah. Tense. So nine's Right. So you've been saying this and, I, you know, I was going on a trip. I'm just like, let me just download Final Fantasy nine. So I downloaded it. I, I don't want to get too into the weeds on it on this episode. I do want to talk about it next episode, honestly, if we do one. But uh, long story short, I uh, I got near the end. I got essentially to the, va- the last dungeon and then stopped playing it. And I just couldn't pick it up for various reasons. It has to do with some of the power leveling and some of the shortcut stuff and some other things that, again, I'll, I'll, I'll say for later. But I just, I was just on my switch and I'm like, I'm just, I just open it. I'm like, I don't feel like playing Final Fantasy IX. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like beating it. And I'm looking at my library and I had Hades downloaded still. And I was like, okay. And I, I've actually been avoiding picking Hades back up because I don't. For, you, you, I'm rusty. I hadn't played it in like two, three years or whatever it was. And I didn't want to break my streak.
0: Oh, sure. Because you probably had like a 20 win streak or whatever against Hades at that point, Yeah, at
1: least, right? Because it tracks your win streak in the game. And I'm not an achievement hunter. Look, I'm playing on a Switch. There aren't even achievements. Though I do also own it on Steam and I use their cross-platform saves. Sure. So I've done that a lot. But I legitimately didn't want to break my streak. So I was like, let me just start a new game and see. And, you know, the first time you played through Hades or at least the first time I played through it you know, to, to even beat, like, Meg, the first boss, took, like, 15 runs, 20 runs.
0: Yeah, like, you're talking about the very first time you ever picked it up. hmm Yeah, for sure.
1: Right. This time, I beat it on the second run. Sure. And then I beat the Bone Dragon on two runs later. And I'm just like, okay, this is pretty rad. I'm I'm like making like I mean, it took like a, a lot of runs to mm. beat Hades himself, right? Like fifty at least, mm, right? At I think least. I did it in like twelve or fifteen or twenty at the most. I think it was like fifteen, honestly, or less. So I started playing it, and I just gotta agree, John. It is just such a damn good game. It is, it is such a good game. It's like like we one of the our uh, more recent episode one of the. Last episodes we recorded, the title of it was "Is Super Metroid a perfect game?" Because we talked about Super Metroid, we were on this SNES Classic mini kick. Ah, uh, man, damn, Hades is close. Sure. So
0: I, I guess we're we're again we're rusty at this and shaking out the cobwebs. But if you've never played Hades, those of you that don't know, it's a it's a run based roguelike game set in Greek. Greek mythology, you are a made-up son of Hades, uh, a son of Hades and Persephone, um, and you don't know why, but your name, your name is Zagreus, and you are tasked, you are very hard-headed, he's, he's got to be like late teens, early 20s-ish, somewhere in there, um,
1: and he's legal. He's legal. He's very... I, I checked. I checked and he's He's just legal.
0: like a relatively angry, sarcastic kid who just is trying to get out of the underworld. He finds himself in the underworld. He's like, I hate this place. I would like to leave. And that is the setup for the game. And you start and the game is just a series of rooms and you get to the end of a room and you get an award. You get a reward for that room. And then you then can choose another room to go to. It'll give you a preview of what rewards you could get from that next room. And it is you go room to room to room. And eventually at the end, there is a boss. Distilled down, it is it is a relatively basic roguelite game pra- gameplay loop. All of the trappings around the game are the things that make the game so amazing. So... There's all of these different characters. Many of many of them are staples in Greek mythology. Many of the different gods of the Pantheon. Um, and those gods are helping you. So one of the rewards that you can receive is a boon from one of those gods. So when you start off each of these runs, you have one of six weapons to choose from. Those weapons each have four different types of builds. So you're already looking at 24 possibilities of... of Different ways to play the game, right? So you've, you've already got like quite a large selection of ways that you can play. And then when you get in there, every single boon that you find affects one aspect of your gameplay, whether it be your regular attack, your special attack, your dash, your magic cast that you get because you can cast magic, uh, and that can be based on one of the pantheon, one of the gods of the pantheon, um, or you can like call the gods directly to help you, and they come down and you get, like, superpower after a bar charges up from taking damage and dealing damage. You can get, like, the super-powered version of that god's power that comes down to help you. And w- there's something like nine different gods, and they each have eight different gods, and they each have somewhere between, like, 10 and 15 different boons. So when you blow out that on, like, a... If you were to, like, create, like, a mind map in terms of the possibilities and combinations of things... There's gotta be thousands of combinations of weapons plus boons, and then that doesn't include things like each of those boons can be leveled individually over the course of a run, which increases their power. They can be of different rarities, which scales them faster so if they're if they're if the boons are rarer when you get them, they will scale faster with levels, so they're just better that way um, and then there are. Things that you can, there are things that the gods can give you. You can give gods nectar, and then they will give you these trinkets that you can use and equip in between different floors to completely alter the way that the game is played that way. Um, And none of that, all of that is just like the gameplay portion. The game plays really well. So the game is made by a company named Supergiant. Um, You may know them from games like Bastion or Transistor, or Pyre, or this is their fourth game, Hades. Um,
1: we, we've talked about them before. We've both raved about Bastion, and it is a S-tier, like it's a god-tier game developer. Yeah, and they... Every one of their games is five stars. Their
0: actions, they're just like they, the action in their game feels perfect it is just so it is responsive in a way you feel like you have total control over everything in any of their games that you ever play it just feels amazing so on top of all that about just that and that's the way the game plays which was probably the most important part in between every run there's this really interweaving and complicated story among all of the different characters in the game that are slowly unfolding to you as you talk to these characters and that are very interesting, written very well, voice acted very well. I mean, the, the whole world, you're, you're in the underworld the whole time. The whole world is so well realized and so flushed out for such a basic gameplay loop. And I think that's what makes this as perfect of a game as kind of what we're talking about.
1: Yeah. And in addition to all the variability you just talked about, once you've beaten the game, in a, well, once you've beaten the game, you unlock additional variability in in what's called a heat gauge that essentially lets you power up enemies for greater rewards. And the heat gauge has like 15 different things that you can power up. And you can power some of them up multiple times, which have different effects. It's like one makes bosses harder by giving them new abilities. Well, if you jack that up like three times, they have a ton of new abilities. And I
0: think how even cool is that by the way, right? Like how frequently is difficulty scaling done with, we're going to give enemies more health or do more damage, right? Like that's the standard way you scale difficulty. This has one of the, one of the packs of power that you can activate uh, actually makes the bosses different. Yeah. That's, Crazy! That is really cool. Like totally different. Yeah, and not only that. Then they talk about the differences when you get to them, because the characters are always talking back and forth to each other. So it's just like they even comment on the different stuff that they get when they when you use these this like particular pact of power. It's 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 so well realized. It's fully fleshed out completely. They like, did not miss anything. They didn't skimp on anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The gameplay is as tight as a Nintendo game. The sound design is great. To give you a little more detail, if you've not, if you, first of all, if you've not played this game, play it. Like, it is, it is, it's one of the best games I've ever played. I think it's, it's probably one of the best video games probably ever made. I mean, it's in the, it's in the S tier. Like, it's right? very it's good. Th- it's at the, it's the top tier. Uh, the, 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 the gods that you're working with, like Dionysus, Ares, Aphrodite, uh, Artemis, De- Demeter, who they call Demeter, which I don't know why, Poseidon, Zeus, and I think there's one more that I'm, I'm forgetting. Athena. Uh, Athena. Right. There yeah. you go. Uh, how could I forget? Athena Dash. It's the number one boon in the game. Uh, and, uh, and so those are the characters and then in the lobby, basically kind of the lobby of like, of hell where people die and like get resurrected. There's like, a lot there's- of paper,
0: there's a lot of paper pushing going on there. There's a lot of paperwork to do.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's there's like hypnos, this guy that's always asleep. There's Achilles, you know, the the great hero. You can talk to Meg, who's one of the Furies, and and they're there. There's Dusa, it's this like maid that kind of flies around. There's uh, there's the whole thing with Orpheus and Eurydice. They have yeah. that like whole tale interwoven, which is a Greek tale. So it's it's very much historical fiction, right? Like they take the character. I mean, well, the Greek gods are historical. <laughs> I I
0: assume that Achilles and Patroclus were, and I don't know a lot of Greek mythology, but I assume that they were lovers in Greek mythology as well, because they're lovers in the game. And I think that they probably stayed pretty accurate to what exists in Greek mythology. So I would assume then that the the story of Achilles and Patroclus, which plays out in the game as well, uh, is also real. I assume that that also comes from history as well.
1: I don't know, but I know Orpheus and Eurydice, that story really well. And so sure. uh, all all of it, it just, it, it is, uh, you you definitely, it follows the lineages of all the, the gods and, you know, Poseidon and Zeus are calling each other brother and they yell at each other and Hades is their other brother. So he's like, you know, mad about stuff. and it's, Kind of the it's, black sheep. Exactly, and again, that's really well-written. Oh, there's also, we can talk about this, there's like the mirror of whatever that uh, you unlock different powers with. There's like 10 different, uh, basically, upgrades you can get to your character that way, but they each have a mirror version that do something else. So there's essentially like, there's 10 by 10 builds. There's more than, uh, well, 10 by 10 by 10, 10, I don't know math, but there's like a thousand ways to configure that. There's all these challenges that are persistent across runs. There's this mysterious character named Skelly, and then you later learn his identity. Maybe, but it's kind of mysterious. Like it's it's so deep. Uh, I I mean, I think the first time I played through it, and I feel like I don't know about you, but I feel like everyone like you, we got we actually started a separate text message thread for the game. It was we you, did. me, and like four of our friends, like a whole separate just for Hades. And we all played it white hot for months. And then everyone just kind of stopped around the same time. I don't know if we just got burned out or just kind of lost interest or whatever, but it, it did go, I played, I put more than 200 hours into it. I know that.
0: Hades was the game where I would sit down and I don't have, you know, at this point in my life, this game's only three years old. And at this point in my life, I don't. I don't have a lot of games where I can sit down and the hours just like melt away. But Hades was the game where I could sit down, and it would be like six hours later. It would be three in the morning on a weekend, if I was play. If I sat down to play it, and like Casey went to bed early, and I would I would play it until like three in the morning. Like that was Hades was a hundred percent that game. A couple of other games have come and gone like that. Final Fantasy 14, There were a couple of times over the course of me playing that game where where that could do that as well. World of Warcraft when I was in my heyday playing that could absolutely do that as well but like Hades just had this one more run, one more room, one more like uh give me give me the next the next Hephaestus hammer to, to change my weapon. I want to know what that does and everything. And like it's just it's re- yeah, it's a really it's a really well-done game and I'm really I don't regret it all even though I have played it so much. I do not regret it all going back to it. In the slightest.
1: No, God, no. Are you kidding? I literally, I have my Switch right over on my desk. And after this podcast, I'm going to do a run because I really want to do a run.
0: So if you're listening to this and you have Game Pass, it is on both Xbox and PC Game Pass. So if you have not played Hades and you are one of the, probably, who knows, pulling this number out of the air, at least quarter of people that have an Xbox that are subscribers to xbox game pass maybe more than that i would think check it out because it's it's flipping awesome that leads me to believe that you can really you can put anything on that can't you i
1: can, i can there's no way we're legally allowed to play that sound effect but i feel like basically since this is essentially just a giant commercial for hades that that like you know if Supergiant calls me up, well, first of all, hi, Supergiant Games. Great game. Love your stuff. Uh, you want to do a podcast? Hire me. I'll hook you up. Uh, it, just, it won't sound anything like this one. Uh, but I uh, d- d- whatever. I don't remember where I was going with that thought. I'm just going to play it again. Pretend that, that. So why did we both start playing it at the same time? Who knows? I don't know. So is that the, when, when you play, are, like, is that what you're playing right now? Or do you play multiple different games at the same time?
0: So... Th- if you have listened at all to this show, you will know that like my video game, uh, my genre of choice is is roguelites, and the reason is because generally with a roguelite game there is some type of meta progression between runs of the game. So that's a run. Roguelites are generally a run based game where I can sit down, I can start a run, I can play the entire run in a sitting. In for me, a good roguelite game is somewhere between let's say, 25 minutes to an hour. There are games that go a little bit longer than that. If they go a little bit longer than that, um, sometimes I feel like you can have a little too much investment, and then to lose near the end of it can be kind of difficult when you, when you have you know, two and a half, three hours into a run. But some games are set up that way, and that's okay. But my ideal is like 25, to 25 minutes to an hour. So that's the start. Right. So Hades already fills that niche. It is specifically a run based game.
1: It's like 40 Um, minutes usually for a a full run.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um, I have that, which I can pick up and like, I can sit down and go, okay, I've got like a, a, a half an hour, 45 minutes to play a game. I do not want, I'm currently playing through an Assassin's Creed game right now that I haven't played before, but like that game, when I sit down, I have to settle in that game is very much like I'm going to explore. There's a lot of w- wasted time feels, it, it feels like, a, like an inappropriate way to say it, but there's a lot of time spent just kind of moving around and like getting from place to place. Whereas Hades is like, dist- it's, it is a roguelite, and most roguelites are like this. It's like gameplay distilled to 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 just its core. It's like you're going to go into a room and you're um, you're you're fighting stuff. There's no like looking around. You're just you're instantly fighting things. And then when you kill everything, there's maybe 15 seconds to look around that room. It's literally all you need to look around the entire room until you are on to the next room doing more fighting. So, I will often have a game like Hades in my periphery that I'm just screw it around with when I have short bursts of time to play video games. And then I will have a larger game that I am kind of tackling at the same time. So that is what I'm doing right now with Assassin's Creed. So Assassin's Creed uh, Origins, which is the the Egyptian one that also made, I think around three years ago, just hit Game Pass as well. My first time playing that. And so I'm kind of messing around with that as well as my, as like my big single player, large open world focus thing that I've probably put like 15 hours into that game already. And I have, I don't, you look at the map and it's like, this game is going to take me 7,000 hours, seven, at least 7,000 hours to complete this game. I don't know. It's going to be ridiculous. Like the map is enormous. It's huge and it's beautiful. Oh my God. That game is beautiful. And like, I have the 3080 now. So I've got this, very good rig downstairs what's for video the 3080 that's the graphics card that i have in my rig downstairs it's a very good graphics card
1: is it a gtx
0: it is and i can turn on the ray tracing for that and i can i turned on ray tracing and i turned on all of the lighting effects and i've got the graphics set to ultra on assassin's creed and i feel like i'm in egypt and like i've got that 65 inch lg tv down there that's just like a crazy awesome oled tv it's like the, the one that everybody got the C9 uh OLED and it's just
1: an LG C9 OLED?
0: Yes. And wow. and it is it is one of the most beautiful games that I have I have like played. And it's fun just to sit around and like look at it. Right? And and so I'll be talking about that one like later on, you know, in 3 years when we do another episode of this podcast.
1: Right. I'll probably yeah. will oh, yeah. Okay. No, that Yeah, that's interesting. I, I... I have a really hard. Like, I got Horizon Zero Dawn for Christmas a few years ago. Couldn't stay engaged.
0: You need a little more focus. You need something to guide you a little bit more. Is that? I
1: don't know what it is. The same thing happened to me with The Witcher Three. Like, I can't. I don't know if Assassin's Creed is like this, but is it like one of those games where you like get the main objective and then there's like eighty five side quests and there's like seven hundred thousand NPCs you can talk to. Like, I just, they don't, why, I read some tweet thread or something was joking about it. It's like, we don't need more of those. No. It, it's all the don't. same game. Every one of them is the same thing. You learn, like, some tactics, there's a skill tree, but, like, all that you follow the quest marker, and then you go somewhere where you get killed in one hit, and then you're, like, mad, and you lose progress, and then you do it again, and then you, like, circle somewhere else, and then you're, like, I don't know if I'm supposed to do this quest now, or, like, 4 hours from now I don't some think, some games do some parts of it better than others but like I I just like I will never play Skyrim. I like that I don't I don't follow that. What do you what do you think? Are, are they are they worth? Do they feel different really? So there's
0: some definitely differences between you really lumped all of them together just now? I did. Yeah. And there are definitely some differences between the Bethesda style open world games that you just brought up things like Skyrim and Fallout and maybe some of the other the other more uh more realized worlds so one of the things about the Bethesdas and the, the Bethesda games like the Fallouts and the and the Skyrims is there's a lot of uh emergent stuff that happens and that is is programmed to happen but it's they've got, you know, specific quests written in there, but then there's all of these emergent type quests that can happen as well. Whereas in the standard open world style games, there's less emergent stuff. And it's more just, we have 100,000 scripted quests and mini quests and stuff to look at. And we just want to like set you in this world and go find as much of it as you want to find. So it's not programmed to feel as like living and breathing that way. It actually is more of a checklist where you could literally check off the entire checklist if you went down it. Whereas Skyrim and Fallout are persistent forever. There's like always stuff that will be new that will that could spawn and like happen to you because the games are programmed that way. So they're slightly different. There's a little bit of nuance there. Those tend to be a little jankier as well uh, because of because of that because there's a lot of systems that are working together um, like. Fallout also has an entire city building portion of it, and so th- that can just exist in your fallout world and like the NPCs of that world have to figure out how to interact with the stuff that you build then um, so there's definitely some differences between those games, but for the most part, I tend to agree with you that open world games are generally very similar. <laughs> they are relatively uninteresting to me. they're also one of the most successful game styles that currently exists. Right. And I, think we can, I think we can owe that to Grand Theft Auto uh, and games of that ilk, uh, yeah. but like, there is an obvious hunger for them still and they're not going away. So Yeah,
1: which Grand Theft Auto, I bought one Grand Theft Auto game ever and it was in 2008. So whatever one came out at that time, Maybe 2000... I think it was 2000... I it was 2008, 4... And
0: you killed all the hookers, didn't you? You killed all of them.
1: I returned the game after three days because I disliked it so much. I was like, this is boring and terrible. I hate this. I had no interest in playing. And I had all the time in the world. I didn't, I didn't have a wife back then. I didn't have kids. I didn't have a job. I didn't have income. I didn't have a house. I didn't have a... I didn't have a... I didn't have a water bottle. I didn't have a water bottle like this. I didn't have a. I didn't have these glasses, huh? I didn't. So, are have, you uh, this are
0: you playing huh? a lot of games traveling? Is that huh? is that? I didn't have Hades. Is that where you find your game time? Then a lot of the time now is traveling so much, and is that why you're doing it on your Switch? No, hold on.
1: I'm not done. I didn't have this. I didn't have this peyote. What is this?
0: You're literally just. You're looking around. That's a dog bone. you don't even have a dog.
1: It's Palo Santo. It even says it. I didn't have this sticker that says Pipeworks Brewing Company. I didn't even know what they make. Beer. You're, you're just looking around your desk and finding things that you have. That's all you that's
0: all you're doing. and you might have had that. I didn't
1: have these push-up stands. I didn't have this pen I'm holding. I've been holding this pen most of the time. This could
0: go on for a long
1: time. I didn't have oh oh, I didn't have that I didn't have this. Wait, hold on. Let me show you this. I didn't have this Ice cream man. huh? Are you sure? Your son drew this.
0: I know he did. I can absolutely tell. I can tell an authentic Max when I look I at can, it. He,
1: he, how to draw the giant ice cream man in two super easy steps. I didn't have this. I didn't know how to draw the ice cream man <laughs> I in love two steps. I love that
0: you kept that. That's amazing. <laughs>
1: of course I did. <laughs> it's on my desk, along with everything else I didn't own 15 years ago.
0: That's right. Great. I'm glad did. that we could go through and catalog every bit of it.
1: That's great. Why were we talking about that?
0: About open world games?
1: Because oh, I was yeah, talking yeah. about
0: Assassin's Creed.
1: Yeah, and and Grand Theft Auto sucks. Hold on, I get to the travel and what I'm doing. But I yeah, open world, not for me. But isn't it ironic that in spite of all that, I still do play Final Fantasy XIV, which is a massively multiplayer online role-playing game. And it is quite possibly the most massive game. Do you think the difference is that you don't, like, do a lot of exploration in MMOs? Like, it is very, like target focused and you travel a little bit, but like, it's not like you have to search for how to get around a mountain or anything like that. Right. You just kind of fly places and queue up raids.
0: I think it's still a compartmentalized experience compared to something like grand theft auto. So in grand theft auto, if you're playing the single player portion of that game, let's say you're doing like the campaign in that you are still singularly responsible for like figuring out which mission you want to go to next Those NPCs will interact with you when you get there. You're like, everybody's on your time. Um, And you can take as much of your time as you want with all of that stuff. Whereas in an MMO, like we'll take Final Fantasy XIV, because that's the example we're using. You get in and you're like, I've got these activities I want to do. If I start this activity, if I go into this dungeon, this is the dungeon I want to run, if I do this dungeon... One, I have a time limit. There's like a legitimate hard 90-minute time limit on there. That is that is literally the most time that we could spend in there. <laughs> Two, I have three other actual human beings that are also playing this game with me now at this point. They all do not want to, like, luxuriate and and work around my schedule. Like, we all need to work around each other's schedule. So we're not going to – if if we are going to be kind gamers, right – to the other people we're playing video games with we're not going to waste a bunch of people's time because that's unkind that i would not want somebody to do that to me somebody who doesn't have a ton of time to play video <laughs> games right frankly i think you're wasting most of my video game time tonight right now I am. but you know you get in there and you're like i got these other people that are relying on me you get into a 24 person raid in that game and you're like there's 23 other people that i can't Like, I can't be the one holding up this group of 23 people. That would be a jerk thing to do. So I think there's a a player pressure there because of that. Um, But then there are times where you can get in there and you can spend four hours chasing, like, three blue mage spells if you want to do that (laughs) as well. And yeah, you know what? That's kind of a waste of time. Yeah, it's kind of a waste of time. I've been
1: been there a little bit. Right,
0: Yeah. yeah, for sure. But, like, that, you know, I think the vast majority of the time when people are playing those games they're doing it with other people and that kind of keeps your time management honest because you have to manage time as a group rather than doing it as an individual
1: i guess that's fair it's actually funny when you were talking about hades and if if you got like an hour to kill or not to kill but if you got an hour to spend on a game that's how i have felt about final fantasy 14 because there are specific tasks i do every week so like after this podcast i know i said i'd play hades but i do want to Do my weekly crafting and gathering activities right. That takes me like ten minutes, fifteen minutes, like right tops. There's a really amazing raid that came out called Aglia that probably takes 45 minutes, maybe to an hour. But I love it. The music's great. The mechanics are good. It just just feels good. And uh, I gotta tell you, man, it's a meditative game for me. Yeah, it really is. Like I can I can like do an edible and just sit there and go through my samurai rotation and just obliterate like top dps in the group in if i'm parsing which i'm definitely not i do really well and it's just like zen and i just kind of ease into it i can listen to a podcast while i'm doing it it's very multitaskable right i can i can be screwing around on another laptop or on another monitor while i'm kind of like doing that stuff um because of the pace right because you can kind of autopilot on some of it if you're doing older content so final fantasy 14 has filled that that niche for me uh, up until I now pick up Hades again and I'm, I'm totally obsessed with it. In terms of where I do my gaming, yes, on the go has been has been a primary uh, focus of it. But this is where I want to talk to you about your physical gaming setup with uh with what we like to call balancing act. And <laughs> I'm so good at this.
0: You are you're a real professional. So I don't know if you've met.
1: I don't know if we read... So we generally came to the agreement that we didn't really want our son to have screen time until he's two years old. A little bit arbitrary. I don't know if there's science behind that. Maybe there is. Maybe there was at some point. Either way, we just kind of agreed on that. So we went with that. Now, you have a very large house with at least three separate living areas with TVs and computers hooked up to them, plus another at least one living area where the chillins can run around and play with their toys. I do not have that. My house is older and has one main primary living area with a 65-inch TV, and then the bedrooms, and there, there's an area, office-type area upstairs, but it's a TV-free zone, right? So effectively, if I wanted to play video games and not have my son nearby, I had two options. One, well... I mean, one was to play on the TV, which wouldn't work because then he'd be exposed. The other was to play my Switch, which didn't work because he would constantly reach for it and demand to have it and then cry and scream at me if he didn't get it. So not really great. So I bit the bullet and did what our what our friend Blake did when he first moved into a two-bedroom place with his wife after they got married. And that was he converted their guest room into a guest room slash game room. And we had a guest room. And I was like, how about I buy a gaming monitor? First time I've ever bought a gaming monitor, put it in there. And now I have my gaming setup and I'm sequestered away in this spare bedroom. And so that that's how I adapted. So I, you know, my, it's funny because like I played Final Fantasy 14 downstairs once last year, I think like once or twice. And my wife literally was like, I kind of missed this. Oh, I, because she hadn't heard the music, she hadn't seen me running around with my little cat girl, you know, jumping and doing weird, Mor- Mighty Morphin Power Rangers poses, all that. She, she kind of missed out on that, right? Because that's it was I was hiding tucked away in my little guest room, which my son is moving into when he turns two in a few weeks, and I don't really have a backup place, so that's the whole thing that's happening right now. But we won't get into that this week. But my point is, I created a separate space for gaming. Did you do something similar when you had early children? Or did you just always kind of have a separate space?
0: Well, when we first moved into that first house that we had, it was a split level. Uh, It was 1,200 square feet, 1,300 square feet of house. So it wasn't huge. And the upstairs... Because it was a split, it was very easy to put a gate up on the stairs. And it was like, upstairs is room for us and Max. And then downstairs is where the TV is at with video games. And it was easy just to kind of have that. There was a bedroom down there as well, where if we wanted a desk, we could have put that up there. But we had it separated as well. Um, Now, I mean, now that my kids are eight and four, they're all over the house. Like, Max, basically, it's, you know, it's the family switch. But let's be honest, it's pretty much Max's switch. He, like, has it, you know, he has... He has access to that at the end of the day and it's like uh, you know, at some point it stops mattering. Um, I would never tell anybody how to parent. I will say that we very much followed along with the conventional wisdom of you have your like second kid and the second kid the second kid is basically like, well, the first kid, we had all of our goals and aspirations and dreams that we have heaped onto your shoulders. These are all your responsibility now. The second kid, I my goal is to keep you alive and and make sure that you are happy. And those are the things that we're that we're working on. And it's a very different dynamic and um, it flows a lot better. It flows fine that way, but uh, we haven't needed we haven't had the need to keep things like ultra sequestered now at this point. There are times where, like, Max Max now, and it's the most amazing thing. You know, Max is eight, and he'll just sit. He plays Hades. So he asks me to turn on Hades downstairs, and he plays it. He's gotten to Elysium a bunch of times. He hasn't beaten Elysium yet. But... Uh, he'll just sit and watch me play Runs of Hades now. He won't play a game himself. He'll just sit and watch me play. And I was like, you know, I used to watch, and I used to like sit and watch my brother play. And if I had parents that had played video games when I was a kid, I probably would have done the same thing. I probably would have sat and just watched them play games at some point. Um, so like sometimes he'll just chill out with me and like watch me play video games. And it's really cool. So like at some point, at some point they become way more little people than your babies and they're always your kids like he's he's obviously still only eight uh and very much acts like an eight-year-old but like there are so many ways where he's also just like a dude a little dude now that hangs out with me and that just like wants to play video games with me and it's just uh it's like a different experience now so we did have it set up at, at a point where we needed to kind of sequester things make the video game room be this room and then the upstairs will be for Sesame Street. But like, we don't need to do, we just don't need to do that anymore.
1: Yeah. yeah, So you're past that. that, Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, no, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I'd like to get to a point where my kid likes to watch me play video games because that's what I grew up liking doing is playing video games when all my friends came over and not caring about entertaining. Don't worry. I think
0: it's, I think it's impossible for kids not to like video games. I think it's almost impossible.
1: Hmm. And you know, I'm not anti-game for my kids. Like, I all I have to do is look around at our friends from growing up and see how successful, wildly successful everyone is, except for me. And uh, and just you know, we were all gamers. We all played together. You're a freaking pharmacist. You play video. You played video games with me nonstop growing up. And you're like doing pretty well. You have a lovely family. You have a home. Like you can't. You can't be like, oh, video games will mess them up or like blah, blah, blah. Like, no, all my, like I have a friend that's like we, a nuclear or a quantum computing researcher for like Google or something. And it's like he played games with us. Like we, we I played Golden Light in his basement. I gave him a headshot his odd job. And now he is like making more money than God somewhere on the West Coast. where There's perfect weather and uh, very strange people. Yeah.
0: yeah, I don't think I don't think you got to worry about video like video games ruining your child. But I like I said, I totally respect and would not ever question another parent in terms of how they're like how they want to parent their kids. But like I don't I do not think that it is a consideration or something that needs to be considered heavily. The idea of like super policing screen time at a certain point. I think I do, I I don't think it's probably the best idea just to be like, all right, you, the kid's one now, you just park him in front of the TV forever. But like, there's, there's a point where they're so mobile too. I mean, they're going to find you wherever you are. There is zero privacy in this house. I don't know <laughs> if you've gotten to that point yet, but if you are crapping <coughs> on the toilet, there's a good chance your kid is coming in there, I assume, right? Because that is definitely the way it happens in our house. There are children, there's dogs, everybody. Everybody is coming into the bathroom with you. So like, At some point, there's no mystery anymore. You just, you stop playing games that are like horrendously violent. And you just assume that you can't play those games until the kids go to bed. And that's pretty much where, where it goes.
1: I can't believe how good your kid is at Hades.
0: I know. It's pretty incredible. Dude, that kid is good at video games. He has 14 hearts in, uh, in Zelda Breath of the Wild. Like he's done 60 shrines by himself at this point, wow. something like that. Yeah, he, it is It is incredible. <laughs> like he, he surprises me every day and he's eight. Like I legitimately, I watch him play that game and I'm like, I could not, I don't think I could play this game now. This game seems difficult now when I watch you play it. I didn't even get to the games. We've, we've already gone kind of long, and like we talked about, we're definitely shaking the rust off and the cobwebs off. I didn't even really get to talk about the games I'm playing. I, I talked about Hades a bunch, which is something we're both playing, but next time we come back in three years, I really want to talk about Deep Rock Galactic, because it's a game that was not out the last time that we recorded and has been one of the most persistent games that I've ever Ever had in my life that I've just come back to, and every time I come back to it, I fall more in love with it. So I want to talk about it the next time that we record because it has been it's been such an amazing and well supported game for the past three years that it's been out.
1: That's really interesting to me, particularly because uh, what you just said prompted me to search online for Hades. And Hades actually came out December twenty eighteen, according to a my brief Google search. But that's so strange, because why haven't we talked about it
0: then? I think we have talked about it.
1: I don't think we have, because I'm not seeing it in the show notes.
0: Well, maybe it was one of those things where we were kind of winding winding down, like the show had been winding down or something, and uh, and we just never got uh, to it.
1: Well, we did our favorite games of 2018, then I did two solo episodes where I interviewed people, then we did one in late 2019? So we talked about Shadowbringers, Final Fantasy XIV expansion. You reviewed Hollow Knight and Mutant Year Zero. Oh my gosh! Road Year T- Zero. Yeah, talked about Risk of Action Rain Two, Xbox Game Pass, and then some TV stuff. And and our website was hacked.
0: Oh no! <laughs> Hopefully they didn't get all of our uh, all of our Bitcoin.
1: Let me tell you. Let me read to you the second half of the show notes for our last episode on our website. They also talk about Xbox Game Pass, Risk of Rain 2, the TV shows Silicon Valley and Star Trek The Next Generation, and Micheladas. Micheladas. Great. Having a core exercises for swimming will make you a better, stronger swimmer.
0: It's weird that you put that in our show notes.
1: It's weird. The phrase core exercises for swimming is a link to swimlog.com My swimlog?
0: Like my particular my personal swimlog.com.
1: I hate the internet. Literally no one goes to our website.
0: Maybe you should have made the password like not one, two, three, four, five exclamation point.
1: It was one, two, three, four, five, six exclamation point. Thank you very and much. And
0: now you have to change it. <sighs> not
1: again. Well, if I do core swimming exercises, then uh you know?
0: Well, let's do this again, and the reason why I say that uh, <laughs> and sooner rather than later too, is because we have actually seen and will be seeing even more of each other this summer than we have in a long time. We have weddings and uh, bachelor parties, so we've already seen each other. We saw each other once for, for Martin everybody came here in May, got together for a bachelor party about a month ago. We've got a wedding in three weeks. Then we've got another bachelor party. Then we've got another wedding. So we will be seeing a lot of each other, which will just keep us honest with trying to get this done more frequently.
1: And then in December, we're going to have another kid, so I'll disappear for a few months. Is that in December? December, oh, my gosh. December 15th due date. So, yeah, uh, no, that sounds great. Uh, I am out of town next week, but the week after, maybe we'll record. Oh, Or the we, week after, uh, who knows. Or we but won't. Who cares? It might be three years. It could be. It could be. But, you know, we'll give it the old college try. <laughs> Kids these days. And uh see what we can do there. No, I don't know. We're not going to promise anything. I, oh, I would, between you and me, I would like to try and record again uh, soonish. But yeah, it's nice to, it's nice to catch up, share our video game love with people. I do. In addition to you talking about zero dark thirty dot gravity well, uh, org, what, what zero explosion that was all right. gravity. You got it all right. Song kick. I want to talk about my Final Fantasy IX replay experience. I want to talk about the maybe in a month the culmination of what happens to my gaming setup once I am evicted from the guest room by my two-year-old son, who will be turning two in a couple weeks. And uh, yeah, I want, to, I want to hear your thoughts on that stuff. I, I want to talk more about our, just our habits. Just our habits. And you know, it's, it's funny. One thing I noticed in the segments that we have, so many segments is that we've got balancing acts. We talk about balancing video games in life because that's the point of the show. Full gamers, our reviews, current news. We talk about the news. We're not going to do that. I'm xing that. I will never talk about the news. Uh, I think that's a holdover from like one time when we talked about like an eSports League thing. Probably. Uh, Hype for upcoming releases. I don't get excited about things anymore, so that's no longer relevant. Life stuff for daily lives oddities for weird stuff we did that's every day that's no longer relevant and the joy of parenting for interesting parenting specific stories but i think somewhere in light like i found it interesting that there's a, a parenting specific uh segment but not a spouse specific segment because the whole balancing act deal like that's that i that can get lost in the shuffle sure being a husband and a gamer, like that's, you know, being a dad and a gamer, it's like, okay, we'll figure out ways to integrate, but being a husband and a gamer, that's like a whole other thing. So it is. We've got some, we got to focus on the ladies.
0: Well, let's put a, so we definitely have games to talk about next time, then. We already have that. So let's put a pin in it. We can circle back and regroup, synergize. Uh, I didn't have this light bulb. Is there like still more stuff? I feel like you had every, you've talked about everything you have.
1: Fifteen years ago?
0: Yeah. Are you sure you didn't have it 15 years ago?
1: I'm definitely sure. I got this light bulb in Hold on, is it does it work?
0: So are we reading the standard outro? Is this like is are we back to the normal like swing of things? Like how does this work? I forgot how this works. <laughs> Remember how we used to be part of a network? <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I checked, so I checked the promo sheet before this, that hasn't been updated since 2020, so that's, that's, that's gone. Fantastic. The standard outro, I gotta redo the standard outro because we are retiring the website. Mm. Exciting news! No one will care about it. Got hacked. It's very yeah. sad. We what, have,
0: to, we we have got, to scrap
1: it. It. <laughs> it got hacked one too many times. No, I, I, I didn't feel like paying hosting. Like we got, we registered a website because initially it was like, oh, we'll put the podcast there, but also like blog posts and we'll write things and we'll like have aspirations and hopes and dreams. And we had
0: aspirations. We had big dreams. It was a great idea.
1: They're gone. They're all gone. All of them. So all now those it's. We, I just translate, I uh, honestly, I uh, I tra- transfer, transferred, I migrated the whole podcast to Anchor FM, It's Spotify's free podcast host. So I'm just going to shut down the website. You'll still be able to, you won't have to really change anything if you are following us on like Apple Podcasts or Spotify, like basically the feeds will update. So you, it, this is all just mumbo jumbo unless you're like a podcaster, so whatever. But uh, the point is. This outro says visit us game gamelifebalance.us. Yeah, the site's live now, but it's going to be deleted soon. So, uh, pff, I don't know. You Read the outro and I'll just correct you as we go.
0: That sounds good. All right. I'm going to give lots of lots of breath uh, for you to jump in there, okay? So, okay. Uh, thank you. We good? <laughs> okay. For listening to the Game Life Balance US podcast, the American edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. if you had fun do we need to correct anything there i did not no
1: but okay it's an it's an if then
0: then please tell one friend about our podcast that's all we ask you can learn more about game life balance including our sister show in australia are they still recording by the way
1: they released an episode 10 weeks ago. I've not listened, but they, they're they like oh us. They do occasional God. episodes, yeah.
0: I love them so much.
1: They're the best.
0: Including our sister show in Australia at gamelifebalance.us. That's not right anymore. For, for now, for okay. now. Or check out Game Life Balance and lots of other geeky shows on the Gunna Geek Network. Gunna Geek Network at gunnageek.com.
1: You have never been able to say that.
0: Not only have I never been able to say that, but I... I forgot how to read in the past three years, I think, is one of the problems that happened. This is really fun. This is really fun. For who? Not for me, but for somebody out there, this was going to be really fun.
1: It might have been. It might have been.
0: So what do I what do, do I need to
1: You're, I'm still recording. The episode's not over.
0: I know you are. I can I let me out of here is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I hate it so much.